Ooh, ooh. Look, let me tell you something. Y'all know I get excited. Let me slow down so I can make sure I'm covering everything. The Lord want me to cover. God hears us whenever we pray. Whenever we pray, and it, we we have to un- really understand. No matter what, I, I, and, and like sometimes people they say, you know, you know, I only was able to pray 15 minutes. That's okay. God hears that. God, God is God loves that 15 minutes of time that you set aside to pray with Him. God loves it. Every time you stop and give Him glory and say thank you. Back in Psalm 55, um, 17, it says, uh, uh, even in morning, I cry out in distress. Okay. When you crying out to him, when you, when you are seeking him, you need to always make sure that you're following up, Lord, despite everything. Lord, I'm going to praise you. Lord, I'm going to honor you. Lord, I'm going to give you glory. Because you know what? What happens when you thank God? You decrease your pride. Because when you're thanking God, you, you're understanding you can't do this by yourself. You're understanding that there's a higher being. There's someone that created you. And, and you have an understanding that now I have to respect the fact that I have someone that sits high yet looks low. So when I give God thanks, I'm crushing that pride that tries to overtake my flesh to make me feel like I'm working on my own power and I'm working on my own will. That's why we have to give him thanks. That's why we have to understand whenever we are talking to God, know that he is hearing us. Let me tell you something. Sometimes people talk to God when they're angry and they say, that's still prayer. Lord, they did such as, remember David? David said, Lord, smite my enemies. He was angry, but he still was talking to the Lord. And what did the Lord, Lord show him how to deal with the situation? The Lord will show you how to deal with the situation, even in your anger. When you're angry, talk to the Lord. Don't you ever curse God. Things are going to happen. You're going to lose loved ones. You're going to lose relationships. You're going to lose. Sometimes you, you lose a car. Sometimes you may lose a house. Never curse God. Never curse him. Because whenever you lose something, Always remember, as long as you serve them, as long as you respect them, as long as you are reverent and honor God, God is always going to give you greater than whatever it is that you lost. That's a promise. I, I You know what? I can, if I didn't have anything else to back it up, I can say life experience. Every time I lost something, God gave me something greater. God will do. He has no respect to person. What he's done for one, he'll do for another. But the thing is, you have to, once again, formulate your conversations with the Heavenly Father. This is another thing I'm going to share with you all. You don't have to be all like, oh, thou profound Father that is elevated beyond the earth and encompasses. You don't have to use all of those words. As a matter of fact, that's accurate. Even when I hear people um, praying like that, okay, I understand if you're doing that for um, theatrical purposes, but when you're just talking to God, just be real and talk to him. You don't have to do all of that. Lord, I'm hurting. Lord, I'm crying. I'm tired. I keep trying. People keep overlooking me. Lord, I'll be doing things and I'll be helping people. No one ever says thank you. Lord, I, this this hurt. Just be real. We don't have to make up these big, the elaborate words to talk to God. First of all, God knows your thoughts before you even think them and all of your ways he understands. So just talk to him. Just talk to him. Build that communication with him. Psalms uh, 63, 30, I'm sorry, 63 and one. Let's look at that one. 63 and one. Psalm 63 and one. 
I hope y'all writing these down so y'all can go back and study for yourself and let the Lord speak to you in your prayer time. Okay, 63, 1. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that stop, excuse me, that speak lies shall be stopped. The whole purpose of this song of David, when he was in the wilderness in Judah, he was expressing the fact of once again, that communication, that time of prayer. And then it specifically says that early will I seek thee. In the first verse, early will I seek thee. Remember at the top of the conversation, I was saying the importance of going before dawn. When it's something about that early time, uh, when you seek God, this is a time wherein nothing can really destroy or interfere or... uh, um, Disturb your attention with what God has to say to you and what you need to say to him. And that's why that early portion, early will I seek them. This is expressing the time of day that you should pray. It establishes the priority principle of seeking God first. Seeking him first. That word early um, is shahar, which means early or earnestly. It doesn't matter when you seek God. It matters that you do it earnestly, seriously, intentionally, and consistently. That's what's important. In Matthew 6, 1 through 15, that's the Lord's Prayer. No, where does he detect, does he basically say that there's a specific time of prayer, but he stresses the fact that you have to have the attitude of prayer. And that you have to have, you, you have to have a template. That's why he gave us the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Our Father, who art in hallowed be thy name, giving God his glory. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He breaks it down. It's a template for us to follow when we pray. So when we pray personally, we understand. Go to God and praise. Go to God and worship. Bless him for what he's done. Ask for forgiveness of our sins. Ask for forgiveness for those who have trespassed against against us. Lead us not into temptation. Lord, keep us from things that's going to tempt us. Deliver us from evil. Worship again. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. See, it's a it's something to follow for us to follow. It's not necessarily uh, uh, as I stated when you say er, early in this sense when we talked about. Uh, 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 early when David was saying, early in the morning I seek thee. It's that quiet time. It's that time before 
the day breaks. See, and I said all of us have different schedules. All of us have different time. You might have to a shift that starts at one o'clock in the morning. So your day break is going to be different for somebody else who has to get up and go to work and be there at nine o'clock in the morning. See what I'm saying? So before that time, before your day break, whatever that time is where you can earnestly seek God, when you have uninterrupted time to clearly hear from him, that is the time that you need to focus in on. Still, you need to do it noon and night, noon and night. Jesus gave us the template. David encouraged us by saying early in the morning, will I seek thee? These things are important because once again, the main person that created us, when he's given us wisdom and when he's given us understanding, I don't know about you. I, I don't want that interrupted. I know whenever we go to our appointments for our doctors, or if you go somewhere for maybe to see a counselor for advice, or you, you, you're working out something in your life and you need a counselor, whatever that reason may be, you do not want your time interrupted. You do not want anyone or anything to interrupt what that person that you've designated to receive advice from for your conversation to be broken. See, it's the same thing with God. You have to intentionally make up in your mind. I don't want anything to interrupt the discussion that I am about to have with the great therapist that I know. I don't want any type of interruption or, uh, or, or to take place or distraction to take place while I am talking to the greatest counselor that I know. That's why early I seek him. What is your, what is your daybreak? Early in the morning, before dawn, whatever your dawn, whatever your time is before dawn, before you have to start, that is the time you need to take advantage to seek the heavenly father so that he can assist you, so that he can give you clarity of thought, so that he can give you the, uh, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, direction for your day. These things are here and they have been managed in such a way, once again, to be great resources for us, not to just survive here on earth, but to live life and live it abundantly. Jesus, he demonstrated that prayer is important all times of the day. He prayed alone and he often did it before dawn. He prioritized fueling his soul. That's another thing prayer does. It fuels the soul. Whenever you stop praying and you are a believer, you start getting empty. And before you know it, you're getting cranky. You're getting agitated. You're getting frustrated with things. And, you know, okay. But when you get back in prayer, you can see that your attitude starts changing. Things that, you you know, that can just kind of like some things that can be annoying, don't annoy you. Because the spirit of God through prayer, you've been in your prayer seeking the face of the father. That is just doesn't. It's like, OK, that's not going to bother me because the spirit of God that lives on the inside of you is becoming strong. You have fueled the spirit of God on the inside of you to stand. To not allow for things to annoy or bother you, not to allow for for what's being said when those fiery darts come. You come to a place to put up the shield of faith where you can just block that mess right on out. And you just like, ah, oh, shield of faith, go on with all of that. And those daggers don't mean anything to you, but you got to stay fueled up. How do you stay fueled up? You stay in prayer. You pray without ceasing. 
Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Mark 1.35. Very early in the morning. In the morning, while it was still dark. Remember what I told you about? That twilight time before the sun rises. He got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place and prayed. Do you have a place where you can go to meet God and for God to meet you? Let me tell you something. You have to do that. You have to take, you have to take that time where it's just you and God, a solid, uh, 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 excuse me, a solitary place in a place where there's no distraction or interruptions. Remember, you serve the most high God and you should always have a sanctuary, a personal sanctuary. Remember what I said earlier? Yes, when we say pray without season, you can pray anywhere. But now I'm talking about that prayer where you really just need to have that solitary time with the Lord. There should be a place. If it's the park, if it, if you have created somewhere in your home, whether it's up in your backyard or maybe you have a prayer closet in wherever that is, you need to have a solitary place where you know there's not going to be any distraction. Wherein you can speak clearly to God and you can clearly hear him speak back to you. It's a greater, once again, a, a, a greater bond with you and your creator when you create such a space. Because it also helps your mind to realize that when I go here, I know that I'm going to hear something from God. I know I'm expecting something from God. So we read about Jesus praying along with God, his father. And then what happened? Every time Jesus came out of prayer, what happened? Signs, wonders, and miracles. He also dealt with spiritual. Every time he came out of prayer, spiritual warfare, he had to deal with spiritual warfare. Remember when he got off the boat and the man came out of the catacombs filled with demons? Jesus was in prayer. As soon as he got off the boat, here, here come this brother coming out filled with demons, legions of demons. Jesus had to deal with, let me tell you something. Be not afraid. When you get in a place of prayer, you're going to have to know the enemy going to try to attack you. And when he does, you know what you got to do? You got to be like, Jesus, get thee behind me. Get thee behind me, Satan. See, a lot of people too are afraid to pray because they don't want to have to deal with this spiritual warfare. See, but you have to remember in spiritual warfare, the battle doesn't belong to you, it belongs to God. The only thing you have to do is be a willing vessel to be open to be used by God. That's all you have to do. And when it's time for the enemy to try to attack you, you have to be able and prepared to stand firm because what? You've been praying. You fueled your Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You've been in the word of God. Not only are you able to stand strong spiritually, but now you have the word of God to rebuke the enemy. See, and when you speak the word of God and when you command for those spirits and rebuke those spirits to get out of your face, the enemy must flee. The devil must flee. That he must flee. Because you are using the word of God. You're standing on the word of God. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you. So every time you come out of your prayer closet, don't think it's always going to be peachy king, this and the other, but know that you're going to be stronger to deal with whatever it is that you have to deal with. Also, when you come out of your prayer closet, 
when you come out of that solitary time with the Lord, signs, wonders, and miracles, they're going to follow you. Stay prayed up so when you come around, people feel the anointing. Don't be ashamed of the anointing. You know, it used to get on my nerves. You know, you saw people come to church. They want to shout and, you know, lay hands on somebody. But when you get to work, they act like they're a whole different person. Like they don't know who Jesus is. Like they wasn't shouting and falling out on the altar. Now you ain't working. You want to act out to ta ta ta. No, no, no. Be the same person you are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Come on. Don't be, don't deny the power thereof. You let people know. Somebody come and they say, oh, I'm having a bad day. Uh-uh. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Don't be afraid to say it. Somebody come your way and they start gossiping and saying this and the other. No, we're not going to do that, my friend. We're not going to do that. We're going to move on with the day and do what we're supposed to do. Or whatever that situation is, we're going to pray for the best. Say it. Talk spiritual. People will get, let me tell you something. When I was in my classroom, my students became so acquainted and they, it became the norm in my classroom. When things would get out of order, I would say, uh-uh, the blood of Jesus, we're not having that. Wherein my students started saying the blood of Jesus. They, uh, somebody started acting like they didn't know what they were supposed to do. They would say the blood of Jesus. Yes, I used to have church up in my classroom. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Somebody said, oh, this is so hard. This, this test is so hard. Greater is he. Greater is he. Come on, you could do this. I could do all things through Christ. Come on. My kids started to catch on to my norm. And before I know it, I was hearing kids saying the blood of Jesus in my classroom. I was hearing kids say, you need Jesus when somebody was acting up. Let me tell you something. Let your light shine before man so that whenever situations come up, that they know because of your character and your reputation that you represent the Most High God. Remember, we are a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Let your light shine no matter where you're at. But expect things to happen when you come out of prayer. Expect for, 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 for spiritual attacks. And don't be afraid of that. Just know that your prayer time with God is meaning something. That's why the enemy is trying to attack you. And then on top of that, come on, signs, wonders, and miracles. Some, somebody in my family, oh, somebody called, oh, such and such in the hospital. All right, let me go and lay hands and pray on them. Let me tell you something. We're going to get out of this. We're going to get out of this. Laying on of hands is for those who don't yet believe and for those who need a sign for God to give them a sign to show that he's real. For those of you who have been in ministry, first and foremost, when it says they're sick amongst you, you're supposed to call on the elders. But nonetheless, if you're married to a man of God, you're married to a woman of God, you need to, look, I'm not feeling well. Y'all need to touch and agree. You need to bind those demons. You need to rebuke infirmity and disease. You need to get your holy oil, anoint that body. Who better to anoint you than your spouse? Get that oil, rub that body down, cover it with the blood, pray over it. Come on. We got to get out of the, ooh, I got to wait till I get to church for the pastor to pray for me. No. Because first and foremost, God will speak to the minister and tell them when it is time to lay hands. Because God, he knows each and every one of us. And he's going to He's going to lead and direct whoever that person is to be his point of contact when it is the time, when it is the season, and when it is the place. But for those of us who believe, or those of us who already know who Jesus is, you've been in this for a minute, it's time for you to fire up. If you've been in your prayer time, it's time for you to be able to pray over yourself. 
to pray for your spouse, to pray for your children, to pray for your relatives, to bind and rebuke these, these activities that are demonic and evil. To command the enemy to loose his hold off of your children's mind, off of your family members' mind. To command the enemy to the, the chains and the fetters to be broken off of the people in your community. Come on, baby. When you stay in your prayer closet and you walk out, people should feel the anointing spewing from the pores of your skin. Come on now. It's time to rise up. It's time to get better. It's time to be stronger. This is the word of God. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Everybody waiting for one person to do it, but he gave us all the measure of faith. He gave us all the ability to come boldly to the throne of grace. Therefore, we as his sons and his daughters, we need to manifest what God has given us, the power, because we've been in prayer. Because we've been there. Stop waiting for a for show. For, for, uh, 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 for, to, to be a, a spectator for an event. Stop doing that. Allow for God to use you. Allow for the measure of faith that he has given you. But every believer, he said, for, uh, for those who believe, he's given them the ability to perform signs, wonders, and miracles. You can't do that if you're not in your prayer closet. You can't do that if you're not communicating with the Lord. If you're not putting that solitary time, if you're not, you're not on oh no, uh, during that time between twilight and daybreak, you got to get in some prayer and you got to pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We have to concentrate on God changing our priorities. We have to make sure that he's the first thing that's on our mind in the morning. When we wake up and our feet touch the floor, Lord, I thank you. Forgive him the glory and the praise that is due to him. 